Welcome back to episode number 246 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is a podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Clone. In today's episode, we're giving an incident update on a 2023 grain dust explosion in Decatur, Illinois. So this was a dust explosion that happened in April of 2023, again in Decatur, Illinois. Local news had reported a large explosion with multiple injuries. And there was very little information that was released at the time. We were able to track back that the facility had seven OSHA inspections for that location. And two of those had been flagged for combustible dust in the past. And that they had had a number of incidents in our own database in the past as well. We saw explosions on November 3rd, 2018, on January 4th, 2019, and also fires on May 9th, 2019, and October 20th, 2019 as well. So since the explosion happened and since there were multiple injuries, there's not been very much information made available about this incident to date. However, very recently, just a couple of weeks ago, the OSHA Occupational Safety and Health Administration in the United States has come out with uh, penalties, proposed penalties for this incident for this company. And that's where we're covering today's episode is giving an update on these citations that came out, the violations there, the penalties, and the information available to try to give us a little bit of insight in what may have happened here. So these OSHA citations were issued on October 17th, 2023. They cover a total of $324,796 for four in penalties for four violations. The first correct date and response date on the OSHA citations was November 1st, 2023. And I'm recording this episode on November 10th, 2023. So it's important to know here that the responses to these documents are not made publicly available, even though the OSHA citation documents and violations and penalties are publicly available. Your response from the company is not publicly available. So we don't know whether or not they've contested the citations, whether or not discussing with OSHA, whether or not they're saying, you know, correcting and paying. The current status is really unknown. And that's why we're not naming the companies in this particular podcast episode, because this may be subject to change. But these OSHA documents are made publicly available and they're very useful to learn and understand from what the concerns of OSHA are in relation to this assessment that they did at this facility. And again, it's not even a possible, it's possible that this is a case that the assessment isn't even related to the combustible dust explosions that happened. However, in this case, the timing does suggest that they may be related. I guess I'll, I'll go that far to say they might be related, but that is possible these citations aren't even related to the incident that happened, but it's the best information that we have. If you're working at a grain processing site anywhere in the world, um, and you see the same type of violations that we're about to talk about here, this may give you information you bring back to your client and say, hey, this is an example of something that just happened recently this year um, that unfortunately injured workers uh, and also caused fines and violations to be levied on that company in the, the amounts of hundreds of thousands of dollars, which might be enough to at least start a discussion about implementing safer procedures at that facility, which is really the real reason why we're sharing this on the podcast. So we're just going to go through the four violations. There are, there are four of them. One's for about $12,000, two are $456,000, and then the fourth violation is a walking working services violation, and it uh, has no penalty associated with it. So the first violation is for housekeeping near bucket elevators. And this is a violation against the grain handling standard and specifically Section J on housekeeping. And more specifically, subsection two on housekeeping programs for grain elevators and subsection II or, or 2.2 as well. And the violation is against the statement 
The employer shall immediately remove any fugitive grain dust accumulations whenever they exceed one eighth of an inch at priority housekeeping areas pursuant to the housekeeping program or shall demonstrate and assure through the development and implementation of housekeeping program that the equivalent protection is provided. And so in this case, the violation was labeled as serious, but not necessarily willful and had a $12,000 fine associated with it. And specifically, it states that on or about April 19th, fugitive grain dust accumulated within accumulated above one eighth of an inch within 35 feet of the south transfer leg bucket elevator casing. And it goes in and lists several other locations around there that was tested um, with uh, amounts of dust that exceed one eighth of an inch, including surfaces of electrical conduit, surfaces of pipes, horizontal wall beams, I-beam surfaces, discharge spouts, and more um, are listed just a, as a number of locations where the fugitive dust was above this level. They go ahead and state, to abate this violation, the employer must implement a written housekeeping plan that ensures the immediate removal of any fugitive grain dust accumulations whenever they exceed one-eighth at priority housekeeping areas. And they give a date by which that violation must be abated as November 1st, 2023. That's the first violation. It's the smallest of the monetary violations that have penalties. The second violation is against the general duty clause, which states that companies must keep workers free of known hazards. This is a willful and a serious violation. And the total amount was 156000 for this violation. And in particular, the violation statement says that lag one, one of the bucket elevator lags, was operated in a manner that presented combustible grain dust and deflagration explosion hazards, that fuel, oxygen, contaminants, suppression, suspension rather, and ignition sources were capable of being present at the same time within the system. And lag one's deflagration detection and chemical suppression system was not maintained in a fully operable condition. Frequent inspections and tests were not being performed. The last quarterly inspection of the system and the last annual inspection and test of the system were performed in late 2016. Again, this explosion happened in 2023. So that would be a a seven-year period since the last inspection was documented and annual testing of that system. And so they gave a date to abate this violation as December 8th, 2023. This seems to be a key focus here around these deflagration detection and chemical suppression systems, failure to inspect and maintain them. So this first violation, or the second violation here is against the general duty clause. Third violation is against the preventative maintenance section, that's section in, in the, section M rather, in the grain handling standard as well. And it's specifically against section M, subsection one, subsection one, it says that regularly, regularly scheduled inspections of at least the mechanical and safety control equipment associated with dryers, Grain stream processing equipment, dust collection equipment, including filter collectors and bucket elevators, must be completed as part of the preventive maintenance program. And the violation is labeled as willful and serious and for $156,000 as the proposed penalty as well. The text in the actual violation itself says that the employer operated the self transfer lag bucket elevator without having performed regularly scheduled inspections of the deflagration detection, chemical suppression systems installed on the lag for explosion protection and deflagration propagation since late 2016. So it's the same focal point as the second violation, but they're proposing penalties in a slightly different way. The first way they're proposing penalties against the general duty clause for failure to run a facility that's free of known hazards to workers. And the second side is against the preventive maintenance section of the grain handling standard as well. That's in violation number number three. So those two violations really make up the biggest chunk here of the 350,000 plus proposed penalties. Violation number four is listed under walking working services. That's 1910.22 subsection D, subsection two. 
saying that hazardous conditions on walking working surfaces need to be corrected and repaired before employees use the the walking and working surfaces again. And in this case, they are referring to a floor hole that exists on one of the walking surfaces in the facility. And so this list lists as a type of violation is other than serious at $0, but also important to consider. Um, I mean, this can be quite dangerous as well and would be important to consider for facilities that are, um, have workers on walking surfaces as well. So that's it for this update. Again, we just kind of want to provide a short update on this incident where there wasn't much information available to date. I did note at the outset, and I'll note it here again, that these are proposed penalties, proposed violations. Um, it is up to the company to come back and contest them if they choose to have open discussions with OSHA on reducing penalties, on um, how to pay the fines and that sort of thing. So it's still a work in progress, but at least this publicly available document gives us some insight to some of the considerations that OSHA is talking about in regards to this facility around the time that they had this explosion. And so the big focus here was around fugitive dust accumulation and then inspection and maintenance of deflagration detection and uh, suppression devices. So it is unclear if this you know, played a role in the explosion or not because there is no incident investigation available. But it's worth just noting if you have a site that has chemical detection and suppression systems or detection systems and chemical suppression systems, uh, these need to be... I believe inspected quarterly and, and inspected and tested annually, but go check the relevant standards to double check that. But if you're looking at your system realizing, hey, it hasn't been inspected for several years, um, one, it might not work when it's called on. It's not clear if that's the case in this particular explosion, but there certainly is amount of information suggesting that that's the focal point of OSHA in this case. Um, and it will be interesting if we do get any incident report or investigation over time to understand how that may have contributed and also fugitive dust accumulation in and around grain bucket elevators and high priority areas may have contributed to the severity of this explosion as well and the injuries that occurred. So that's it for this week on the podcast. If you like these instant updates, try to keep you up to date with what's coming out in our instant database. Um, shoot me an email at chris at dustsafetyscience.com. Let me know. If you have any other instant updates you'd like to share on the podcast, you can send that to my email as well, and we'll cover those at a later date. As always, I want to say thank you for listening to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate everything you do in industries handling combustible dust, making them safer with the work you do out there every day. Keep it up.